Coming up this evening, live from New York City. Almost half of Americans are worried about more tax audits. This comes right before the House votes on a new bill to double the size of the agency. The Justice Department gives its first public statement about the FBI raid on former President Trump's home. Who approved it? The average gas price falls below $4 a gallon for the first time in several months, partly thanks to lower oil prices. But will the trend continue? That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Chenny Wu here for NTD Business. The House will vote on the Inflation Reduction Act tomorrow. And a part of the bill would give $80 billion to the IRS. Largely so, it can crack down on people who aren't paying all of their taxes. NTD's Arlene Richards has more. The Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 includes nearly $80 billion for the IRS. A new poll says 45% of Americans are concerned the IRS will increase its audits. IRS Commissioner Charles Reddick says it's absolutely not increasing audit scrutiny on small businesses and middle-income Americans. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the additional resources shouldn't be used to increase audit rates on anyone making less than $400,000 a year. That's just not the case because the money is where the people are. Chuck DeVore is with Texas Public Policy Foundation. He served as the vice chairman of revenue and taxation for the California State Assembly for four years. DeVore says wealthier Americans typically hire professionals to get all their paperwork in order, so auditing them doesn't bring up a lot of money. The money, if as it were, is going to be with the vast number of middle American uh, and lower income Americans who file their taxes. That's where those audits are going to be. The $80 billion has been earmarked for the IRS over 10 years. Only half of that money would go to tax enforcement. Democrats project it'll bring in $203 billion in revenue between now and 2031. The IRS certainly does need assistance. Uh, as a CPA in interacting with the IRS, they simply don't have enough resources to be able to do their jobs. Dan Geltrude is the founder of accounting firm Geltrude & Company and the author of Positive Financial Karma. Geltrude believes the IRS should be given more money, but for serving the people, not for more audits. There are people that do cheat on their taxes. Part of the reason that happens is because the tax code is so complicated. One of the ways to be able to address some of the challenges that the IRS has is to simplify the tax code. Geltrude says there's no way to actually know how much the IRS will collect. A big factor is how many people are audited. It's very expensive and somewhat terrifying to be audited by the IRS. Chuck DeVore from the Texas Public Policy Foundation says people will have to spend money to defend themselves and put their paperwork in order. It's not like a criminal court where you're innocent until proven guilty. If the IRS calls you before their audit process, you are guilty until proven innocent. It's the complete opposite of the typical American jurisprudence. Last year, the IRS completed about 740,000 audits. This brought in nearly $26.8 billion in additional taxes. The House will vote on the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 Friday. Arlene Richards, NTD News. The latest update on the FBI raid of former President Trump's home. Attorney General Merrick Garland revealed he personally approved the decision. 
is the first public statement from the Department of Justice regarding the unprecedented incident. Here's the AG from earlier this afternoon. First, I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. He also says the agency is adhering to the rule of law. And the, quote, professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department is being attacked. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. So far, the DOJ and FBI have been mostly silent about the purpose and probable cause behind the raid. Garland said his agency filed a motion today to unseal the search warrant. The White House, meanwhile, said it was not aware of the raid before Trump made it known earlier this week. Republicans in Congress have repeatedly called on the Justice Department to release more information about the raid, with some arguing it appears to be politically motivated. Even some Democrats, including former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, said the agencies need to provide answers. As for Garland, some Republican lawmakers warned that he could be investigated or even impeached over Monday's raid if the GOP takes the House in 2022. Trump has revealed more details about the circumstances surrounding the FBI's search of his Mar-a-Lago home. And TD's Jessica Beatty has more. Former President Trump says in early June, the DOJ and FBI asked him to put an extra lock on the door leading to where boxes are stored in Mar-a-Lago. Trump says they agreed, according to a post on Truth Social Wednesday. He's likely referring to boxes that may have been used to store presidential records. Trump writes, they were shown the secured area and the boxes themselves. Then on Monday, without notification or warning, an army of agents broke into Mar-a-Lago, went to the same storage area, and ripped open the lock that they'd asked to be installed. If what he said is true, it weakened the case that the FBI searched his house just to obtain the records. Trump's lawyer, Christina Bob, told the Epic Times Tuesday that the FBI had full access to the storage area back in June. They had access to it anyway. Nothing had been hidden and nothing had been kept secret from them, which makes this all the more ridiculous. Under the Presidential Records Act of 1978, an administration must transfer certain classified records related to the president's duties by the end of their term. But few former presidents have made that deadline, and none have been prosecuted as a result. According to the National Archives and Records Administration, Trump's team has been cooperating. Republican Senator Tim Scott told CNN Wednesday that the FBI search doesn't make sense if negotiations were continuing. I can't imagine them finding a smoking gun in the midst of what they're looking for through the Presidential Records Act. If it's only about presidential, the Presidential Record Act, that is a dangerous precedent to you, set going forward. The FBI raid has boosted voter enthusiasm among Republicans and independents, according to a new poll by the Trafalgar Group. It found that over 83 percent of GOP voters and nearly 72 percent of independents say they're more motivated to vote in November. Jessica Beatty, NTD News. Moving on to the market, stocks closed mixed today. The Dow added 27 points or one-tenth of a percent. The S&P lost just three points. And the Nasdaq fell 75 points or six-tenths of a percent. 
Wholesale prices fell last month. It's the first month-to-month drop in more than two years. It could be a sign that some of the inflationary pressures are easing. The producer price index measures inflation before it reaches consumers. It declined half a percent in July, mostly thanks to lower gas prices. More on that in just a moment. But food prices increased, similar to what we learned yesterday from the consumer prices. Economists caution that it's still too early to say that inflation is headed steadily lower. In other news, more Americans filed new claims for jobless benefits last week. It's the second increase in a row, a sign the job market is cooling off. Here's some good news for your commute. The national average for a gallon of regular gas is below $4 in the first time in months. AAA says it's at $3.99 today. The price topped $5 in June. AAA says demand for gas has been decreasing because people don't want to pay those high prices. Worth noting, half of the price of gas comes from the cost of oil. And now here to talk to NTD's Don Ma about gas prices is Tavi Costa. He's a portfolio manager at asset management firm Crescat Capital. Tavi, thanks for coming on. So what factors are at play here? The national average of gas is $3.99 now, according to AAA. We, that's because of, 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 of a uh, function of what happened in the last three months, right? Everything in the commodity space is, is cascaded, meaning it's a domino effect. Everything is, in a way, interconnected. The last three months, we saw most commodities decline. We had copper prices declining. We had most of energy commodities decline. So right now, gasoline prices have actually come down significantly. But we should be thinking about the future. The future is um, the natural gas prices are on the upside right now. Probably going to make new highs or very close to it. Uh, oil prices have been uh, coming back recently. Uh, and that will, at some point, start driving gasoline prices higher, too. Even though there has been some focus in gasoline prices being lower, the truth is, is that most likely what we're going to see here is that uh, the commodity prices are still likely to continue to rise over time. Uh, that's that's a function of what's happening in the macro environment. So you mentioned we have to look to the future, right? So in a nutshell, are you saying three months from now, oil or gasoline prices are going to go up? I think there is I think there's a probability of that. And, and that's why I'm paying very close attention to natural gas prices. Uh, it is of my view that we're going to see much higher oil prices in the near future. I don't know if it's three months from now, six months, or nine months, but I do think we're going to see higher oil prices. Uh, just think about one thing, Don. I mean, look at the, the the overall pressure in oil markets right now with the government selling close to 30 million barrels a month uh, in order to drive oil prices lower. And it was still seeing a pretty high oil price today. Uh, even though we saw a decline from the highs, it still is holding up very well, but that's because of the supply issues are much more structural than most people believe. And so pay attention to what's happening with natural gas, because that's going to be a very important telling here, a very important signal of what's ahead for commodity prices. If that starts really breaking out, it's a matter of time to see other things beginning to, uh, to move to the upside as well. Remember, in 2021, uh, right at the early stages of that, one of the first commodities to start moving, which one was it? it was lumber prices and then natural gas prices begin to rise. So you got to really focus in those movements in markets right now because that can change the whole narrative. I see. Now you mentioned a number of points. Just one last question. What's your biggest concern for the oil market right now? 
Um, I think there are some concerns uh, regarding uh, some changes in geopolitics that I've been thinking a lot about. For instance, you know, I think what could drive my, my big question is what could drive commodity prices lower? What could drive oil prices lower as well? Um, I pay very close attention to the CapEx trend, which takes a very long time to reverse. I also pay very close attention to production numbers, which are not showing uh, that we're going to see any any real uh, uh, pressure from the supply side anytime soon. I pay very, pay very close attention to uh, geopolitics, even though geopolitics remain very bad in terms of the situation with Russia and Ukraine, the situation between U.S. and China. It's, it has somewhat improved from the beginning of, of March. Uh, and so I think that had an impact on commodities. But the situation overall has not changed. We're entering a deglobalized world, in my opinion. If, if I'm wrong on that, I, then I think commodity prices won't be going higher. The inflation story may, uh, you know, would, will probably not disappear. It may decelerate over time, uh, like we saw in the 70s. We had wave, uh, waves of inflation during that time. And we saw most of the first wave. But that doesn't mean inflation is gone. It's probably going to remain a narrative. And that should also be fueling uh, uh, the prices of, of things like oil and energy commodities and other commodities in general. I see. All right. Thanks for your insight, Tavi Costa, Portfolio Manager, Crescat Capital. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Inflation is hitting food pantries in Chicago. They're struggling to keep up with demand amid rising costs and a drop in donations. That means less food and less variety for families who depend on them. Here's the story. Demand for Chicago's food pantries is still above pre-pandemic levels, but with inflation at a 40-year high, donations are decreasing and there's less food to go around. Steve Wiley, manager of Pilsen Food Pantry, says demand has more than doubled. For the past two years, we've seen a steady growth. Pre-pandemic, roughly about two years ago, our numbers were around 180 families came to visit a week. We're currently looking at around 380 families per week. Wiley says they're not getting enough essential food items to service their clients. There are days when we have to ration some things. So some of the high demand items, say like rice, flour, cooking oil, you probably won't see those on the shopping list at the same time. So we have to spread it out over the course of the week until we get the next delivery. When we meet our capacity, which depending on our inventory might be 70, 80 families, we have to close the doors. Irving Park Community Food Pantry in Chicago serves about 100 families a week. John Cy Harris, executive director, says demand has dropped by 50% from the height of the pandemic in 2020, but it's still 30% higher than before the pandemic. With high costs, there's less variety to choose from. Not a single person was turned away um, because of lack of food. It may be that they're not getting everything that we would like to give them or that we don't have all of the options that we normally have. But if somebody comes in looking for food, at the very least, we try to give them some food uh, to take home with them. Cy Harris says rising costs also affect donations to the organization. Donations are coming in at a slower pace than they were in the past and at a lesser pace. So people that may be donated $500 every so often, they may now be donating $200. Both food pantries get most of their food supplies from the Greater Chicago Food Depository, a food bank in Chicago. 
Its spokesperson told NTD the organization is able to keep up with its demand, but has spent 55% more on food in fiscal year 2022 versus 2021, and it's spending more than triple compared to 2020. Reporting by Angela Moy, NTD News, Chicago. Inflation is hitting everyone, but travelers might get some relief soon. Airline ticket prices could drop 40% in the fall, says travel website Hopper. Hopper says September and October round trips are projected to cost $238 on average. In the summer, they were at $380. If you want to fly within the U.S. in September, Hopper says you should book before the middle of August to get the best price. If you want to fly out of the U.S., you're also getting a price cut. International flights will cost $754, down by $179 in the summer. But that's still more expensive than they were back in 2019. Travel demand usually falls during the fall. So airlines lower prices to get more people to travel. Disney has now edged past Netflix in the streaming wars with a total of 221 million subscribers. That's between all of its streaming services, Disney+, Plus, along with Hulu and ESPN+. But those added subscribers come at a cost. Disney is spending heavily on streaming content, resulting in a $1.1 billion loss in the past quarter. And now Disney is raising prices for the streaming services to make up for that. Both prices for Disney Plus and Hulu will increase starting in December. It also announced a price increase for ESPN Plus last month. A woman in Colorado has filed a lawsuit against Facebook. She claims that her daughter developed mental health issues after becoming addicted to the social media site. NTD's Andrew Thomas reports. Carol Lieberman is a psychiatrist who spoke with NTD about social media's impact on teenage mental health. Lieberman says some of the most common mental health conditions linked to social media include anxiety, depression, body dysmorphia, and eating disorders. Social media is one of the worst influences on teenagers and actually um, other people as well. The mental health of America, of really the world, is being affected by, uh, by social media in a very negative way. Some users become obsessed with the number of likes they get. The more likes they receive, the more addicted they become. The way that social media sites are made to be addicting is by intermittent reinforcement, intermittent reward. Pandemic lockdowns and remote learning also had an impact on teenagers' relationship with social media. That has made teens more dependent upon social media. So, you know, the social media becomes their classroom or their um, afternoon at a friend's house now becomes really through social media um, and things get distorted. The Colorado mother suing Facebook alleges that her daughter has developed anxiety, depression and an eating disorder as a result of her addiction to Facebook. Andrew Thomas, NTD News. The video game industry is showing weaker demand from consumers. NTD's Sean Marshall tells us why moving away from traditional customer practices might be hurting them. Demand for gaming isn't what it used to be. 
U.S. consumer spending on video games fell 11% in June and is expected to decline 8.7% this year. Data from analytics firm NPD showed the weakened demand comes as a double blow to game makers who have blamed supply chains and chip shortages for some time now. But are corporations really listening to their consumers? Gaming streamer Jennifer Tan, who goes by the tag name Mrs. Fett, says the industry isn't putting out quality content. I mean, in my opinion, there's really nothing that's coming out that's worth actually playing and actually being passionate about. And so everybody's going into, you know, hot tub streams and, and weird stuff weird stuff like licking mics like it's weird man console makers have taken a hit as gaming revenue dropped for xbox maker microsoft while playstation maker sony cut its forecast and nintendo posted lower sales tan says game makers are hurting themselves with bad making money concepts like microtransactions take rainbow six for example which i play a lot there are no new operatives there's no new maps there's no new actual content all we get are new skins every week and it's like it's boring and so they're taking the easy way out of microtransactions instead of actual game content i hate microtransactions the worst it's the worst new revenue pathways might be blinding companies from more traditional customer first practices it's no longer gaming you know twitch just focuses on we want money coming in we want bits being spent we want subscriptions coming in we don't take care of our streamers that's not really a secret and so they're starting to let all of these streamers kind of stray away from gaming. Data from NewZoo showed the global games market will generate nearly $197 billion in 2022, 2.1% compared to a 7.6% jump in 2021. Sean Marshall, NTD News. Still to come, General Motors charging new buyers over $1,000 for a service, whether they want it or not. A Bolivian startup builds tiny electric cars, hoping they'll take off throughout Latin America with locally made batteries. That coming up on Entity Business. Welcome back. Get ready to drop an extra 1500 bucks if you buy a new General Motors vehicle. The manufacturer is now making a three-year subscription to OnStar Standard. That's a service known for offering navigation services and helping locate stolen vehicles. For a while now, GM vehicles have come with OnStar hardware ready installed, but subscribing to the service was optional. New vehicles still technically listed as an option, and buyers can opt out of it. However, they still have to pay the $1,500 subscription fee. The company says it views the service as a big revenue driver. A Bolivian startup is betting on the nation's unlikely push to mine the world's largest lithium deposits. It's building tiny electric cars with locally made batteries. NTD's Andrew Thomas has the details. Quantum builds small cars that can fit up to three passengers and go no faster than 34 miles per hour. 
Our proposal for electromobility is microelectromobility. The company has produced just 1,500 vehicles so far, including cars and motorcycles, and is hoping to export another 500 this year. This car can be plugged into any regular electrical outlet, what we call a wall outlet. It can be 220 or 210 volts in Mexico or El Salvador, 220 volts in other countries. This represents a huge advantage because it does not need additional charging infrastructure. Quantum's lithium batteries are made abroad, despite the fact that Bolivia sits on the world's largest lithium deposits. Left-wing President Luis Arce is pushing to industrialize Bolivia's vast lithium resources before the end of his term in 2025. But according to a recent Reuters report, even his allies do not expect the country to produce significant quantities of lithium before 2030. But Quantum's production of electric cars is a positive sign. This is a very positive undertaking because it establishes a precedent in the country. A precedent because it introduces and generates a market for electric cars. There is an international debate regarding the reach electromobility must have. The goal is to reach the massive consumption for public transport. Lithium is key to making batteries, but so are other metals like nickel and cobalt, which Bolivia would need to import. Andrew Thomas, NTD News. That's the latest from the NTD business team and myself, Chenny Wu. You can follow me on Twitter. And if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, send us an email at business at That's all for today. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow.